Do you want to feel happier? Do you want to feel more radiant and more alive? Or to go beyond alive and truly feel like you are thriving? That's what I'm here for. Helping you find that best you that you know is in there. It is. And you can start accessing that you today. It's possible. If you're ready for a shortcut to just that, let's work together. Reach out and let's work one-on-one -on -one to transform you and your life into happy, into thriving. Reach out to me and book a quick call. It's in the show notes and let's get you there. Are you really committed and ready? Then let's do it. Personally, I'm the happiest I've ever been thanks to all the practices that I've made a part of my life. You can be too. It is here for you. I promise. You can also access my course, The Youthfulness Hack, which is all about feeling good and getting radiant and all the things I do concentrated in one spot. Go there today and use code Amy15 for 15% off right now, only for listeners of this show. And if you are truly ready to have accountability and live happy, book a call with me today. The world needs your best. You deserve your best. Hello, and welcome to the Amy Edwards Show. I'm your host, Amy Edwards, and we are continuing our Summer of Love series today. I'm so excited. Uh, thank you for being here. How are you today? I hope you're feeling good. Um, and I am so excited that you've turned up today because we are, whatever your sexual orientation, whatever your gender affiliation. I believe that we have something that you can learn in these talks, like in ways that we can go deeper within to ourselves and um, access parts of ourselves that are going to lead us and spill out into our lives and teach us different ways of being. So these are all invitations to get more in touch with yourself, no matter where you fall in any way. So I'm just so excited that you're here. Thank you for being here. Um, of course, rate, review, subscribe, share with a friend. That's where we all continue to grow and expand and have more conversations and share. And so Thank you in advance for any of that. And uh, okay, I'm ready to I'm ready to get going today. I'm so excited that Jamie Thompson is joining us. Welcome, Jamie. Thank you so much for being here. Thank Jamie. You for me. Yes, yes. Okay, so you are a sex intimacy and feminine potency coach, which I really like to use the word potency. Uh, you're the founder of Awakened Woman, which is an online curriculum and community for women to reconnect with their pleasure, power, and feminine potency. And you go by Holistic Sex Coach on Instagram. You have an absolutely beautiful Instagram. And uh, I like that, you know, it says holistic because that, I think that title just really encompasses how much this can affect our lives and how it can what I was saying earlier, it can bring about healing in all aspects of our lives. It's not just about sex, right? Which I think is really great. So thank you so much for joining today. And I'm excited to have this conversation with you. Uh, we rescheduled a few times. So here we, here we are. You look absolutely gorgeous too. So thank you for coming. Yes, it's a pleasure to be here, Amy. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, when we first tossed this around and we're talking about doing an episode, you mentioned cervical orgasms. So I know that we want to talk about that today. And I think where I kind of wanted to start was you talk about 
um, helping women become the source of their turn on. That's like in your Instagram bio. And th that's been such a huge one for me about remembering, I don't, I guess remembering is the right word, but tuning into that and having to complete, to make it a practice of going back to. So maybe we can start there at the source of your work and you could speak to that for a second. Absolutely. You know, I think it's helpful to take a look at our, the wider landscape of what we are given in the culture and in mainstream media around our turn on and pleasure. And most women have a sense that their turn on is not their own. Like it's, it, it comes from their partner, like they, their partner must turn them on or it, oh, they, they have totally to guilty feel, of this. Yes. <laughs> they, 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 they have to feel sexy that day in order to be turned on, or they need to look a certain way, or they need to be skinny in order to be turned on, or they need to look better than this other person on Instagram in order to actually have the right to really access their deepest levels of turn on. And we have forgotten that turn on truly is our birthright and it arises from within our bodies when we are present and connected and in touch with ourselves and our bodies. So my work is about coming back home to our body and to the truth, our deepest truth. And inside of our deepest truth, is our turn on and often there is a lot of tenderness and heart opening and layers to shed in order to access that because we have been so conditioned to really outsource and and think that we need a pill or we need a you know a, a certain perfume or we need a man or we need all of these different things that are outside of ourselves so mm -hmm. i'm really interested in guiding women to come back home to themselves as the source. Is that what you mean by potency? Like using that word? I love the word potency because it's like- It sounds like what it is. It sounds like <laughs> what it is. And, and, and I think that in many ways, uh, the idea of feminine power and feminine empowerment has been distorted because we have such a collapsed relationship with what I would call masculine power and feminine power. And we think that feminine power is, is kind of just a doctored up version of masculine power, which is really about force of will and that like third chakra, go get them like women. Yeah. Feminist. And <laughs> to me, that's, that's a different kind of power. And when I say potency, I'm really speaking of the deep, rich wellspring of feminine bliss and turn on that arises from within the, the, the feminine potency. Okay. So what, like, what is that? And I mean, I know that, that like, I really resonate with the looking outside myself thing. And I've, I have to kind of force myself or during the last few years, I've kind of forced myself to cut everything else out and just be with myself and not, and like tune into how my body feels if I'm being touched by myself. And it was, it took me some discipline really like, and I'm guessing there's some discipline involved in getting in touch with all this. Would you say that is accurate? 
Yes. I, yeah. I actually, um, again, so I, I'm such a, like, I'll like pick apart language because I think it's You're so You're really good with it. I can already tell. And, and so I want to just talk about the word discipline for okay. a moment yeah. and, and also make a distinction between discipline and practice, right? So, so discipline is, again, it's like this, like, okay, I'm going to show up every day and it's going to look this certain way. And it's, <laughs> it's kind of outcome driven. And it comes more from that cultural, masculinized programming and there's another uh, another frame of practice even like my sacred practice like it's like an opportunity and a practice is something that we can engage in for the rest of our life mm -hmm. and for me you know you mentioned cervical orgasm feminine potency turn on pleasure for me all of that is a practice it's not a goal it's not a result but it's truly a a devotional path mm -hmm. like it's 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 an opportunity to open and receive more of life in my body and and to me our bodies are a living temple yeah right and if our body is a living temple then i would say that our pussy is the portal mm -hmm. like the portal of like entering the mm -hmm. temple and then and then the cervix is really the gateway through which all of life flows through like well, naturally, life literally. actually <laughs> flows through the cervix, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. out of the portal and into life. And so, it, you know, when we can uh, recreate the way that we hold our body or our pussy or our orgasm to be in the realm of, well, this is a practice. Like this is something that I show up on the mat like you would go to yoga. Yeah. You know, you would go to yoga and, and you show up at yoga and you keep doing yoga for the rest of your life. You learn it once or, you know, you learn it for years, yeah. but you keep going and it's, and it's a practice. It's a, it's a devotion. It's, it's something that we do and it, it invites us into a greater level of being. That's such like a big shift because we're trained to like achieve orgasm or have right. this like end goal. And I think probably men more than women but we are too and then you know your partner wants you to do that and then they feel like oh okay I did my job you know or whatever and for me it's been really retraining myself and I'm still in the mode of retraining myself to just be really present and it's good as it is rather than like am I going to get there you know what I mean yes yeah. absolutely and you know another another piece on this that is so interesting is Feminine orgasm has only been researched for a few decades. Like it wasn't <laughs> considered uh, valid to research for a long time. So they just thought that feminine orgasm, or I should say women's orgasm specifically, mm -hmm. is the same as men's orgasm. And men's orgasm is a peak right? It rises, it rises, it rises in, in, in pleasure and arousal. And then there's, there's an explosion at the top and yeah. then it comes down and he goes to sleep. Um, and he goes to sleep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, and, and feminine orgasm is actually much more like a wave. Okay. So it, 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 rather than being a peak and a mountain, it's, it's like a wave and it comes and it goes. And this is where, you know, if you, if you actually look at the anatomy of woman, the outside, you know, the clitoris, creates more of a peak kind of orgasm. But the orgasms that arise from inside of the vaginal canal, whether it's the G-spot, many different spots inside of the mm -hmm. canal, but then even the most so kind 
ending at the cervix, which is in Taoist philosophy considered to be the doorway to the heart. Yeah. So it's like the deepest part inside of the feminine anatomy produces these rolling, pulsing, wave-like orgasms that are not just a one-and-done climax that is like, you know, you and mm -hmm. your vibrator for three minutes at lunchtime, right? right. <laughs> it's like truly an opening and an expanding where you really connect to altered states of reality. I mean, it's it's like the God spot. I feel I mean, like I leave my body. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's transcendent. Mm -hmm. Leave your body. It, you know, there, there's, I've had some of, I've had predictive visions from this place. Like often women report just seeing a, a lot of light mm -hmm. coming through. Some women say that it's just, it's like, it's like being high, you know, and it is. it's this, it's this rolling, rippling, energy that feels like you're just in the flow of life feels like you're just connected and then it continues for hours and even days and so this is what's possible when we go deeper inside of the female anatomy and we don't just get stuck on this idea of as you said achieving a goal of a quick orgasm yeah and it's like what's possible when we expand our relationship to what's possible in see orgasm. i don't think i understood that at all probably until i don't know the last few years and i didn't really understand it with a partner either for sure and i've sort of had to educate him and tell him like it doesn't work that way for me and that's been i'm sure you encounter a lot of people that have to you know Un, like explain this because I didn't even understand it. So how could he? And then now it's comforting to hear that it's the wave thing because a part of me is like, am I doing this right? Is this what I'm supposed to feel like? It feels great. But it's been, it's been a real process for me. And in the last year, I've noticed that now it's taken me that long and it coincided with me quitting drinking, which I think is interesting. And like, I feel like I can feel my body way more. Like I, I have more sensitivity in my whole vaginal area than I ever have before. And I think I just felt a little numb down there because I wasn't in touch. Is that a common thing that you hear from women? Yes, absolutely. Okay. I want anybody listening to understand that like there's progress that can be made. And if I'm 50 and can do it, then anybody can. Yes. So mm -hmm. what we look at this as is armoring. So much like if yes. you have a, um, you know, my, my, my trap muscles get sore and I need a massage, mm -hmm. right? It's like there's, there's, there's tension, there's pockets of tension that have uh, gathered in the, in the shoulders. And, and so you need to get a massage and unravel that tension and then you feel better and you feel more lightness and there's more energy flow. So the same thing happens inside of the pussy and specifically all the way up in the cervix because this is where if you imagine like all of the tension in your body all of the stress all of the anxiety all of the moments that uh either you know you were at the OBGYN or a, a someone penetrated oh, totally. and you weren't totally ready for it like how many times as a woman can we just feel into when we have clenched down there yeah and every time we clench and it's like that like <gasps> That, that response, it creates another layer of tension. 
Or just being That's scared to feel it at the doctor or whatever. Absolutely. You know? I mean, it's like it's gonna you're, hurt. You're, yeah, it hurts, yeah. and they're and they're not really personable. They're not they're not like <laughs> connecting to you on a heart level first. Right. And you know, sometimes we've had penetrative sex that we haven't been ready for, and all of this creates stored tension or even trauma, and the process of you know, like you said, you know, quitting drinking is. The process of resensitizing, the process of shedding layers of armor that has been there and resensitizing, like actually breathing into your cervix as something that you can feel. And you actually need to map it back into your brain's awareness. Because a little quick little fun experiment, if you just try to feel your clitoris, mm -hmm. you can just tune in and feel your clitoris. Right. But try to tune in and feel your cervix. Well, that was my next question because I wanted to know, like, I, I know where my cervix is sheerly because I've had two kids and like numerous IUDs, right? And so I know like it's off to the side just a tiny bit on my left, you know, and I can, I think I can tune into it. I know I can. And so what do you tell people though that don't know where it is? Like, how do they know? Well, you have to start to map it back in. So it's what just like, it's like? like, it's like if you, if it's like, if someone told you to feel your liver, unless you've consciously <laughs> connected where your liver is, uh -huh. you can, you can actually can? map it back in okay. and feel it if you, but it's going to take practice, okay. right? So same thing with the cervix. There's okay. a, there's a practice of energetically tuning in with where it is coupled with, I, I teach cervical dearmoring, which is where you use a wand that has an S-like shape so it's easy to access the cervix. And you breathe and you're connecting while you're toning through your vagus nerve. Mm -hmm. And you're breathing and it's a cervical sigh and you're sighing into your cervix at the same time as you're connecting with it with a wand. And you're releasing the tension or armor that may be there that is in the way of orgasm. If if cervical orgasm is not possible, there's just armor in the way. Mm -hmm. Everyone that has a cervix can experience cervical orgasm. It's just there's 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 armoring in the way. So this is a process of shedding the layers of every moment that we've clenched when we haven't been ready or every moment that we've just, you know, felt stress and it just like it it falls and mm -hmm. kind of lands in in the the cervix and as we tone and open our ventral vagal pathway which goes all the way up and connects in through the throat mm -hmm. so you're making a sound of just like ah and sighing into it at the same time as you're as you're doing your dearmoring and you start to feel more and and you know tears open up and mm -hmm. you know often there's a lot of of releasing and and tenderness that that is that's in the way and then ultimately it's also something that you need to explain to your partner which is also something we can talk about yeah let's do let's yeah. do and you know i think that you can get i know that in my past i've gotten a little hung up too like am i doing this right am i finding the right spot you know like all that all that mental stuff can get in the way no matter whether i'm with a partner or not but even alone i think like that's a a key too is just relaxing like whatever i'm discovering is fine absolutely <laughs> there's a there's a um a, a posture of all of you is welcome 
that I, love that. I, I like to offer yeah. to myself and that I like to invite women to offer to themselves and just like to your cervix, to your pussy, actually offer yourself the invitation mm-hmm. of all of you as welcome. Yeah. And yeah, see yeah. what opens up when you just make the space for it. And, and, and the mind, yeah, it's part of this is, is a meditative practice. Like cervical dearmoring is a meditative practice mm-hmm. of focusing your mind on sensation instead of having your mind be analyzing or creating a story. It's actually about noticing and feeling what's arising. And so that's part of the practice as well. That's been a huge thing for me. That's what I got in touch with first. Like I got a wand and I just did that and tuned into, and I think that's what I meant when I said discipline, because my mind can wander so easily and and then sometimes start to, something starts to feel good and you think of different things or scenarios or whatever and like just wiping all that out and getting in touch with like no 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 I want to come back right here I want to be right here you know and that that meditative space of, of presence I think so you mentioned something about I don't, you can speak to that if you want but you mentioned about with a partner a minute ago did yes. we want to get it to yes. so what were you absolutely say? well okay. you would you had mentioned earlier of inviting your partner into th- that hey my my orgasm is different than yours yeah and 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 this is something that as the feminine i believe that as the feminine we lead our erotic life with our partner through our embodiment through our frequency through what we are emanating in the way that they are feeling us mm-hmm. we lead that and as men what we what we have to understand at, Men have this programming that's like, you need to make her come. Right. 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 And that's how, right. and that's how you know you're a man. And then he's like, did you, are you, yeah, you know, so, and I'm like, so they're, right. yes, like I'm good. It's been so ways over get, here. They get, they get <laughs> caught in this mm-hmm. idea of thinking that your orgasm is like theirs. They think it's only a peak. And so if the feminine thinks her orgasm is only a peak, then you're going to just exist inside of this masculine paradigm of orgasm. Which I think is just everywhere. That's mostly what's happening. Yeah. Now, so as women, our opportunity is to lead our man through our own discovery and our own practice of, of orgasm. So I started to educate him and I have videos to, for, for women to share with their partner to help them cool. with the education of like, hey, guess what? I can have hundreds of kinds of orgasms and there you know there's a few sort of buckets but let me just explain to you that one of the buckets is actually deeply inside all the way at the top in my cervix and a lot of men don't know where the cervix is 40 to 60 percent of women don't know where their cervix is either so it's actually right at the top of your vaginal canal at the bottom of your uterus it's where the uterus narrows Mm -hmm. and and that's the cervix right at the top of your your vaginal canal and that's where the baby comes through mm-hmm. so that you know this is truly the the gateway to the infinite and to life itself so as the the, the practice of opening the way of orgasm and explaining that to him. I, I like mm-hmm. that. Like your orgasm is like a peak. When I have a clitoral orgasm, it's like a peak. But it's possible for me to have these orgasms that are deep inside. And those are the ones where I am just like, you know, shaking. And it's like I have like eight limbs and I'm just like crying and I'm like seeing God. And those are the most <laughs> incredible things. And I really want to experience that. And that takes time and patience and slowness and a particular kind of penetration. So I invited my man into 
we have a practice now where anytime I clench or we feel that start to happen, which doesn't happen so much anymore because my cervix is pretty open, mm-hmm. but it used to happen more. And every time I, I that would happen, I would say, okay, we need to slow down and really bring, like really bring like the tip of his cock up to the cervix. Mm-hmm. And then I just, ah, and sigh and have it open instead of clench. And you can feel that this retrains your your cervix to open instead of clench. And mm-hmm. that is where the orgasm ultimately comes from. So there's often layers of pain to get through, but you'll find that they will melt, especially if you're also doing wand, wand de-armoring work in, in yeah. connection with cock de-armoring work. But in that, it it starts to melt and open and then orgasm starts to become available. And there have been in the same, in the same lovemaking, mm-hmm. I've had a clench where I was like, okay, wait, I need to slow down. And then we like felt into it and I felt into my body and felt into my heart, just like you were talking about with feeling the sensations, feeling the feelings. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it opened up and I've had a cervical orgasm in the same session. So it's really a, a practice of opening and being willing to feel and being connected to your heart. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I mean like that really resonates with me because I think that I was, have had such a fear of it's going to hurt and like clenching up. And sometimes you can just stay in that space. And I've had to really like slow down and just say nothing's like even just telling myself, all of you is welcome. All of me is welcome. And I'm not going to, nothing's going to hurt me right now. Like, I'm not going to be hurt. I'm going to be okay. Like, I know that. And being able to relax. And then when you start to relax, you're like, oh, I'm not being hurt. And then you're able to relax even more. And that, that has, like, just being able to tell myself a few things like that has really helped in those spaces. Anyway, um, tuning into the cervix, though, is a really good one. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to definitely work on that myself and get back to you on that. Yeah. When I had a baby, my first child, they told me I had an uncooperative cervix. Like it was like, yeah, I just, you know, I was not in tune with it at all. And, um, and I'm sure it can serve us in other ways besides sexually, like when we're allowing a child into the world and things like that, you know, and breathing into that and imagining it opening. Total side note there, tangent. Well, and, and I had a, <clears throat> I had a woman in, uh, in my recent cervical dearmoring course, who was pregnant while she was dearmoring? Wow! And and it was the first trimester, which they totally recommend as okay. Uh-huh. And she said that tuning. She's had two children before this, and she said that tuning in with her cervix in this way and dearmoring and opening it had this be the easiest home birth. Baby was out I, in I two hours, so. and it was this. She actually wow. was like, I was able to connect with it in this new way and the birth was far easier than her other two children so it, I mean, it makes I sense. also this is also a very relevant practice for even uh letting go of tension and it's also helpful for letting go and, and healing trauma because the cervix is connected to the ventral vagal pathway there's also an oxytocin pathway so when you when you de-armor you are activating a flow of oxytocin in your body, which is, you know, the the love mm-hmm. hormone, right? So that just activates more self-love. And it's connected to the the vagus nerve, which is really 
that's that's our safe and engaged nervous system state like that's how we are truly in the space like when we feel like we are just at our best and we are in flow and we're connected to life and we're connected to people and we feel good we're mm -hmm. in our our vagus nerve our vagus nerve is open and and toned as they say so doing this practice actually is just good for your overall health and and people many women just report feeling just better like just mm -hmm. like i i feel like i'm in the synchronicity of life more and i feel more spiritually connected and emotionally connected and just more connected to my pleasure like it's not just about sex or sexuality like it's truly about really remapping this part of our body into our body and reconnecting it through the this this pathway you know the other end of the pathway is also our voice mm -hmm. so there's the, the the practice of really opening your yoni and a, as a connection to your expression also. absolutely absolutely okay so what do you do to get there because like uh, let's just take me for instance today i'm kind of tired i woke up really early and so did justin i need a nap i don't feel like i've done laundry and dishes we're recording i've worked on several different things i've sat in front of my computer like i'm tired you know and you have kids whatever it is like how do you get there to want to do it like i know the end result but Sometimes it's like going to the gym or something, you know, like, you know, the end result, but what do you tell women to, to get there and not feel like it's a chore? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, it, you know, and, and part of that is, is, is training ourselves to hold nurturing our feminine body as the most important thing as, as like, this is not a to-do list item, but this is the the way that i resource myself such that everything else comes from a place of joy whereas if i don't do this everything else feels like a to-do list item yeah but you, you know like i did i did it's like flipping the whole script totally <laughs> i did i did a cervical dearmoring practice this morning and it's like 10 minutes that's what i always say. it's like okay 10 minutes Okay. And in 10 minutes, it can completely shift. It's like a reset button. You know, you just did, you know, the, the kids and the laundry and all the things. Mm -hmm. And and I just recommend putting it in your calendar as like, <laughs> this is it. this is me time. You know, mm -hmm. my this is this is for my cervical opening. And the it, it's like giving yourself it's a coffee break, except it's, you know, it's sustainable. <laughs> it's a sustainable mm -hmm. opening. And, you know, I, I think that feeling good begets feeling but good you know and and the more that we just feel open and present and in that bliss state the more that we are likely to continue to activate that and so it's it's part of the practice of retraining yourself of the reward you know of the reward that you feel totally. when when you do it and i'm telling you 10 minutes of cervical dearmoring is like it, it beats meditation, it beats movement, it beats exercise. Like for, for me and for many women that have also done this, it, it really, it just creates such a deep sense of connection with 
self and this deepest part of our anatomy and life and it just brings this this joy and and this radiance and then and then when other people are commenting and like wow you're so radiant and it, you know and you've just started doing this mm -hmm. practice which happens then it's like oh interesting like other people can feel that the emanation that's coming off is different yeah yeah agreed yeah. agreed are you ready to up-level your pleasure practice? I have in mind, and the main things that have helped me are the tools that I've found from Wands. Wands creates luxurious products that encourage us all to honor our body, celebrate our sexuality, and live in pleasure with more pleasure all the time. One of my favorites, if you listen to this show, then you probably already know, is the cervix wand. Wands has trademarked their number one best-selling glass pleasure wand. It's for vaginal and anal de-armoring, and it's designed for cervical and G-spot stimulation. And let me tell you, it's incredible. It's helped thousands of women become more connected to their bodies and their pleasure, and supports them to heal pelvic pain through self-yoni massage, and helps awaken more pleasure. Just recently, I've ordered the Venus Wand, another trademarked wand from Wands, and it's designed to activate and awaken the G-spot and more. Also, don't miss one of their new offerings, which are free bleed blankets that can be used as waterproof intimacy blankets. They have a beautiful selection now available. But take a look around at wands.com, that's W-A-A-N-D-S, because they have a huge selection of incredible items like yoni eggs, crystal pleasure wands in amethyst, black obsidian, anything that your heart desires, and so much more. Check them out at wands.com. That's W-A-A-N-D-S dot com. And use my link in the show notes to get 10% off or simply enter my code Amy Edwards at checkout. Again, that's W-A-A-N-D-S wands.com. Y'all, I have started using higher dose products and I am such a fan. You know, I don't put anything on this podcast that I am not 100% completely behind. And I have a special discount code for you for all higher dose products. I'm so excited. If you don't know, Higher Dose is a wellness company. They have wellness tech products, they have tools, they have supplements, and they have body care. They have so many things that are hot right now, too, that are really biohacking and up-leveling our lives at home, which is really cool. They have an infrared sauna blanket. They have an infrared PEMF mat that I'm so excited to be sharing about soon. One of my favorites, though, is the Red Light Face Mask. It stimulates collagen, it activates glowing skin, reduces fine lines, regenerates cells, and it's soft. It's not like one of the hard plastic ones. So you can kind of move it around on your body, which I've been doing. And I am seeing amazing results. I am absolutely addicted to it. I use it every single night. And I'm using it in conjunction with one of their other products, the Glow Serum. And I'm very picky about what I put on my skin. And I am loving the Glow Serum. It's specially formulated to plump and hydrate and stimulate radiant skin, which that's the goal. They have a ton of other products too, magnesium ingestibles, magnesium body care, which has a healing oil and a serotonin soap that you can use in your bath, which I've been using too. It boosts your mood, enhances your skin and deepens your detox, gets you calmed down. Anyway, I'm a fan. So I'm so excited to offer you 15% off using my code MAGIC15. Go to the show notes. You can click through on the link right there. Or if you go to Higher Dose, just enter the code MAGIC15 and you'll get 15% off. Higher Dose has been featured in Goop, Glamour, Elle, Vogue, Bizarre, Allure, basically you name it. 
and there's a reason why. So go check it out. It's at higherdose.com and enter my code MAGIC15 for 15% off. And I know... And I know what an important practice it is. I think it's harder for me with a partner around. Like when I started doing it, I didn't have a significant other. I was single and it's harder for me to do it and find the time and like be by myself with it rather than just meditating, you know, like that's a funny thing. It takes like setting the boundaries. It's funny because I'll, I'll share a personal, personal yes, example because I haven't shared so many yet. On yeah. This. Um, yeah. I want to know how you got into this. Yeah. I, I, when I was ready, I was like something happened in my system and I had been single for a while and mm-hmm. I was like, I am ready for my man. Like I just knew. And this was part of my manifestation practice. Or actually, I prefer magnetization practice oh, like because that. it's the, as the feminine. I don't believe that we like manifest. I believe that we actually open and magnetize to us through our emanations. So cervical dearmoring was a part of that. Like mm-hmm. I was in my practice at least five days a week, and I had this whole practice of just adorning myself with delicious oils and <laughs> and rose water and the scents and the you know everything. And it was this whole amazing self adoration practice that I had created. And, and then once, once I, you know, once we got together and it worked. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, but once I, once we got together, once Michael and I were together, I noticed that slowly my practice just sort of deteriorated because we had this amazing sex life now and I was you know I was just involved yeah. with him and it's so easy to then let my own practice kind of fall to the wayside and then there was a moment where I was like he actually said to me he gave me a reflection he's like you know you used to be more witchy in the bedroom and I was like I did you know, and I was like, why am I not so in the like <laughs> priestess, like, you know, just this like mystical, you know, yeah. kind of witchy priestess because that's like totally my home base. And I was like, I have not been practicing. I was like, I maybe do uh, some version of a practice like once a week, mm-hmm. you know, and I have my other ways of like sensual embodied dance and these other ways that I stay in my feminine, but I wasn't doing pussy practice. Mm -hmm. And I think pussy practice is so important. And this showed me that because I got started again. And within a week, I was back to like the the current. Yeah. The the cervical orgasm was was back. Like I was back in this more expanded state. And what I love about it is it just impacts the way that I walk around. Like the (laughs) essence with which I am walking in is different. Like I am connected to the plants and the trees and the people and there's like a flow and it's different. I'm more in my head when I'm not doing this, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm more like in my mind. And I just noticed this opening and I was like, oh my God, I'm back in my practice. And he was like, and I, I was like, can you tell? He's like, yeah. And so it was just, it was just funny to see that. I mean, even, even for me, and I, I teach this, like it's, it's easy to let practice fall by the wayside when we're in relationship. And I feel like it's truly a source. I mean, talk about coming all the way back to me being the source of my turn on, Mm -hmm. me being in my practice and bringing that 
to him as like, I am already in the well of my turn on and I am ready and available and, and here brings our intimacy and our sex life to a whole nother level. Because like I said, the feminine leads. Do you think it's like knowing what's possible? Absolutely. Like that, like that sounds like it. Like this is what sex magic is. It's like, I know what's possible. I know that I can basically lean into touching God, <laughs> you know, because like I reach this like ecstatic state that just can hang on and it's like a trip. And, and that to them is, and this is where like men get to reorient their relationship to feminine orgasm also, because if they're all focused on that, you know, eight In to game. 10 second peak, mm -hmm. right. And they're not actually aware that your greatest pleasure is touching God. And so this is a conversation that oh, I've shit, had that's good. with my partner. Mm -hmm. It's like my greatest pleasure in the bedroom is when I feel God in body, when I feel God in you. And I am like truly like we are one being in two bodies making love to itself. And it's this incredible polarized ravishment of the divine. And that is what turns me on the most. And he's like reorienting to that and and understanding that we don't need to just like force a climax that for me it's about like creating this ocean of orgasm where there's there's peaks yes there's there's climaxes often there's many but if mm -hmm. it's inside of this more expanded non-goal oriented space then not only do I experience more pleasure, but he also gets resourced more. Like I what watch, I watch in his eyes mm -hmm. where I can feel that he is being nourished by me. Like he is plugging in to the infinite well, <laughs> literally, of the feminine. And figuratively, literally yeah. plugging uh -huh. in, and I can feel it when he feels that. And we, you know, we talk about it and we unpack it because mm -hmm. I'm always just, you know, so curious about what a very practical masculine man can receive from this and and he's he's opening to it more like he's really able to tune in to these expanded places that that i'm in and and he's like yeah wa watching you there is like that's why he wanted the witch back you know when he was like yeah oh, what, what's happened you know you, you're not as you're not as like expressive in this in this way and i'm like yeah you're right that's i'm not in my practice and so good for I, you for listening too yeah. because so many times we can get defensive in those moments you know yeah. and be like what you know or blame or whatever well i believe that my turn on is my responsibility you know what i wrote that word down in down specifically i just wrote responsibility with a couple yes. of asterisks um because that seems to be a common theme when i was going through your instagram yeah is like taking responsibility which again goes to that outside source thing that yeah. you opened with mm -hmm. which is interesting yes absolutely it's it it's it, it's so easy to uh become overly focused on what your partner is doing or not doing and I believe that that is an avoidance of being responsible for our power and our potency. Yeah. And and if I'm just focused on what he's doing and my complaints or my demands and I'm and I'm telling him them and he's not listening, it's like we are in an alternate reality of complaint land. We're we're just in this swampy place that is not actually even the truth of 
what's possible. Mm -hmm. And when I can just bring all of that attention, and this is something that I just see so many women uh, learn, learn to do in my work. Like this is something that I'm like definitely waving the flag of responsibility because what I see is when we focus that, all that energy that's focused outwards, when we turn that back around and really plug it back in to ourself, then we're just actually giving ourselves a lot more attention. Like all of that attention that we are focusing on our complaints and our demands of our partner mm -hmm. is actually just wasted energy. Yeah, you get it's what you focus leaking. on. It's right? just leaking. Yes. Leaking our potency. Like that is how you create an, a, a woman that is not in her potency, is, is a woman who's complaining and demanding and, and trying to get the world to change. Like ultimately when we can really focus on what is my frequency, like right now, what is my emanation? What What is the energy that's circulating in my body? Is it on? Where am I clenched? How can I open my front central channel to receive more? How can I be more in my, my sensation and my presence? And then from that place, if I share a desire with my partner, it comes out as this delicious opportunity for him to serve or to please me. <laughs> yes. And and he's like, yes, that's what I want to do. But if if I'm under-resourced and haven't really made time for myself and I'm trying to make him responsible for why I'm not in my pleasure, then we're going to get in that swampy sidebar that is not even actually the thing. <laughs> swampy sidebar, right. And, um, and obviously this spills out into your life, right? You're more apt to take responsibility for things, to ask for what you want to receive. Absolutely. You know, all those good things that we're looking for. Yeah. Um, dang it, I had a question. Um, we were talking, oh, I was going to ask about uh, like muscle tone, yoni eggs, that kind of thing. Do you do any work with that? How do you feel about that? What's your philosophy? Like kegels, all that kind of stuff, like the muscle toning aspect yes. of it. Muscle toning is, is, is great and important. And, mm -hmm. and um, kegels, yes. The, it, so I look at it like um, if, if you lift, if you're like lifting weights like this with no weight, that's like doing kegels, mm -hmm. right? So it's like it, it, there, there's benefit, but you get 10x the benefit by actually using a yoni egg with a string because that's actually like lifting weights while you're clenching and pulling. You're actually, it's like lifting weights with your vagina instead of just doing like right. air, air squats. But when we're talking about like unclenching and relaxing and everything, I just wanted to, I guess, highlight like your toning muscles essentially. Yes, or, right. So you know. so there's two different, so so just like in, in exercise, you want to focus on building muscle as well as cardio. It's mm -hmm. like we're working on two different channels. Okay. So with working with cervical dearmoring, we're working on uh, letting go of armor. So that doesn't mean that you don't want to also have strong muscles. Mm -hmm. Like having a strong pussy actually creates greater orgasm. 
So, but creating focused where, where you're working with a yoni egg and you're, you're focused on it and you're present and you're in a space of self-love and you're building the muscles while also doing cervical jamming, I mean, in a different session, not mm-hmm. at exactly the same well, time. Well, just yoni egg stuff but, makes, it feels good to me. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Yoni egg stuff is, is, is great. And it does increase feeling in, in the, the vaginal canal. Oh, see, so, there's a bonus. Yes. So yeah. there, there's a bonus with yoni egg stuff. And, and I feel like it's, it's kind of a, it's an opener. It's an mm-hmm. opener to cervical dearmoring and, and you can do both in the, in the same session. I really feel like as far as orgasm goes, when you can open your cervix and let go of the armor while still having strong vaginal muscles, that's where that's where the greater levels of orgasm really come. So it's, okay. it's kind of a two a two prong approach. I, would I thought say. so. I just wanted you to say it in your words, you know, so people could kind of understand. Like, okay, this is a several pronged approach, you know, that I can do for my own health mm-hmm. and my own well being, essentially. Yeah. So, um, cool. That's so awesome. Um, you also, I had, I saw a post that I thought was kind of interesting about faking pleasure. And so maybe you could speak to that for a minute, a minute, because I thought that that was, that was really interesting. I mean, like, that's again, like wanting to please someone else and getting outside yourself. Yeah. So this goes back to the conditioning and I, I really just offer so much compassion to every single human being that grows up in our culture with the conditioning around sexuality. And we all get to just have a lot of compassion for ourselves and others in this because there's the inside of outsourcing your pleasure, right? The, the many women have this idea that their sex, their pleasure, their orgasm, their body exists to please a man. And, and it's not actually for them. It's not actually like the, the thing that is like most sacred and, and connected to ourselves. Yeah. And I had, I, I, I had this experience for a, a long time. You know, I grew up in, um, a wonderful home, but one of the aspects of the home was where, that where'd it, you grow up? I grew up in Montana. Okay. I grew up in a small town, very like redneck, traditional Christian <laughs> upbringing. And, and so inside of that, there, there wasn't really a connection to pleasure, but I, I can imagine had this sense. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I had this sense ever since I can remember that sexuality was something I wanted to explore in life. Like I was just like from a very young age, I was turned on. I started masturbating really young, you Mm -hmm. know, and I was always just like very (laughs) connected with that energy. Mm -hmm. And so that led me into um, pursuing a a career in my early 20s as an exotic dancer in Las Vegas. And in that, I opened my connection with my pleasure. Like I was like, oh, this is potency like this is this energy that I just felt resourced by I felt so connected it was like I found a part of myself Mm -hmm. that hadn't been able to come online growing up in the town and the conditioning I grew up in I found that in Las Vegas and I found this this liberation and this connection to erotic energy and pleasure Mm -hmm. and 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 feminine potency and at the same time 
as that came online, it was directly in connection and for men so that I could make money. So it, it's interesting because inside of this paradigm, paradigm of transaction, I had a very direct experience of transaction. Right. Like of like my yeah. pleasure in this amazing experience that I'm having that feels so good for me is for men. And, and I like to illustrate that because I believe that that gives a very clear snapshot of the dynamic that is actually happening in not as obvious of a way in our culture where women are having the experience of their pleasure being so to keep their man happy mm -hmm. or you know women's sexuality is like the thing that they trade in order to have financial safety like commodified yeah. it's commodified mm -hmm. exactly the, the sexuality has been commodified and it's it's not actually just purely for pleasure creation healing connection like it's for all these other things so a big part of the journey is really coming home to pleasure being for you mm -hmm. and for my journey with that was after I came out of the um the year the few years that I spent um I, I say earning my master's degree in in feminine potency in <laughs> in Las Vegas uh, after after that period of time I really started exploring sacred sexuality mm -hmm. and in that I developed a whole new connection with it and with my body and there was all of these layers of moments that you know that i faked an orgasm or you know that i just all these moments of that i like pretended that i was turned on and i wasn't or you know in order to it for it to be for him mm -hmm. or for a partner or for someone at work and so it was really this like coming back home to myself as this is for me and this is this is like a prayer like my, my orgasm became a prayer Ooh, and, it, I like and that. it's as that, it's like this sacred connection between you and God or universal or universal yeah. intelligence or, yeah. and, and that, that's a whole different relationship with it. And then it's something you can invite a partner into rather than it being for a partner, it's for you and you're inviting them into that. And that was such an incredible, um, remembering, like it feels like a, a path of, really remembering that's a liberating thought too like it shifts the entire thing yeah <clears throat> and because i know like i get caught up in like not wanting to hurt someone's feelings or you know those kind of things but if you stay present in yourself it shifts that all around where you're not even that's not even that's not even a part of it you know right right and doesn't it and, yeah of, and yeah. and they're you know they're they're hurt feelings is something that they get to unravel that we get to be there and like hold space mm -hmm. but that's that's his to unravel that's actually not your responsibility so part you know i talk a lot about taking responsibility mm -hmm. part of taking responsibility is knowing what is ours to take responsibility for and not taking on what is not ours and his feelings about your orgasm or what he thinks that should be like is actually not yours to be responsible for right it's it, it now what we can be responsible for is our desire yeah. you know of like what what we ultimately really want and we can be with him in his feelings if he you know feels like less of a man for a moment because you didn't have some experience that he thinks you should have right but that's his yeah 
What, um, so how long has your relationship with Mike been? Two years. Two years. Yeah. So what are you learning now in that relationship that is surprising you? Hmm. Hmm. That what I'm learning in, in my relationship right now is about surrender. Like there is another level of surrendering to love. And, and for me, surrender is, is, here's the word practice again. It's, it's a devotional practice and it's truly respecting and revering his masculine and, and his service and his protection and providership and me truly surrendering and, and adoring him. Mm -hmm. Like, like there's a, there's a, there's a new level of letting go of my own control. Like control has been a big journey for me in my life. And one of the keys to really opening to deeper orgasm and also more fulfilling relationship for the feminine is letting go of control mm -hmm. and, and truly allowing in myself life. to be held in, in everything, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's like we actually don't have control and it's an illusion. And, and yet we are so attached to this idea <laughs> yeah. of control. Mm -hmm. and, and that has been this incredible opening into, you know, parts of myself that haven't felt safe to really surrender and receive and, and be just relished by our connection. And so I feel like that's a, a big part of what I'm, what I'm currently working on. And one of the thing one of the ways that control shows up for me is, you know, there's all this wisdom that, that women have, like sometimes we can, uh, fall into a teacher. Like there's different patterns. I call them arrows zapping patterns. Okay. One of my arrows zapping <laughs> patterns is I can go into a teacher or a manager, right? And the teacher really guides him through everything. So I bet I you really him, can because you're line of work. I mean, yeah. I, so I see him like having, you, you know, trouble with something. And my instinct is to immediately go and like start supporting him mm -hmm. with getting through it. Or, or he'll be going down a certain way and I'll just, you know, feel another, another option. I'll feel something that I think is better and I'll uh, want to control. Mm -hmm. Other women go more into pleasing and trying to be perfect and tiptoeing around or collapse or, you know, they, or they go into more of a mothering or caretaking. I mean, we all have these different arrow sapping patterns, but sure. I've noticed the 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 teacher one coming online as he's been going through a personal challenge and and so it's really been this practice of I actually said you know what I'm I've realized I've been in this I've realized I've been in this pattern that is not serving you or me and I'm gonna let it go and I trust you to handle this in the way that is right for you and and there's something in that edification there's something in that reverence for him and his masculinity and just like empower, like respecting him to do it in his way and for it to take as long as it takes and, and for me to just let go and actually occupy the space of partner and wife and lover and queen and mm -hmm. not be in manager and teacher 
it and and that has really opened something up and it's you know that's like a direct specific example of taking all of the energy that i was focusing onto him and really plugging into him and how i wanted him to shift and change and do this faster better in mm -hmm. my in my perspective and actually turning that back in and focusing that energy back in on my own practice mm -hmm. and then i'm watching him step up in a new way it's like me letting go of control and just like look i know you've got it i trust you mm -hmm. it like it calls forth that king in in him and so you know this has been a this has been a long a long journey for me having studied so much right it's like it and and for women who have studied a lot and even some who haven't studied a lot we can fall into this kind of more dominant you know boss babe energy and role and and it's it you know we might be these like badass leaders in our life and then it's like we come into our relationship and sometimes the the real mastery I'm finding in relationship is to set that aside and actually trust in him. Yeah. I love uh, Beautiful. Beautifully said. And I totally agree because I've had my own things around that. I love that you use the word reverence. That's a big one for me. I wrote that when I was calling in a partner and making a list of a living list of all the things I wanted in a partner and desired reverence was on there. Like, and I didn't realize how important that was. Um, and it, of course, is a two-way street. Like, I want to give that as well. But that's such a beautiful word to use because it does call in that sacredness and that um, that meditative, you know, aligned with God. Yes. Like religious experience that basically we're talking yes, about. Absolutely, the spiritual experience. <clears throat> and it also creates a... I mean, if you want to have an erotically charged relationship, you cannot be your man's teacher or mother. Like, it's just, it's not, not going to be erotic. Right. Uh, it, and, and so to actually, <clears throat> you know, what, what I love about polarity, I, I you know, it's, there, there's kind of a couple schools of thought, right? There's from the tantric lineages really focus on intimacy. And then there's the polarity coaches and polarity industry that's all about creating this like masculine feminine polarity and you know I, I i feel intimacy comes first i think we're humans first yeah but polarity is such a fun game to play with it's like it's like playing with the fire and the spark of the of the relationship and i just like watching how my embodiment directly invites him like the way that i'm being invites him into his king and this like really sexy, ravishing kind of experience through the way that I'm being. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's fun just to watch how uh, the masculine responds to that. One of the things I kind of a teaching I, I have is that the, the feminine sets the tone and the masculine builds the frame. So that the feminine holds this this frequency that is the invitation. And then the masculine shows up and creates the structure to make that happen, right? He creates the the action. Mm -hmm. And we all have masculine feminine inside of us. So this mm -hmm. is happening inside of us all the time. But to externalize it into a polarized relationship, if I'm wanting to create a more erotic experience, then there are ways that I can become the invitation of that instead of trying to control it or make him 
act in a certain way. Yeah. Because you can't make anybody act a certain way and it's usually going to backfire. So, yeah. Um, how, what kind of transformations have you seen in some of your clients? Mm, I love this. So in, in cervical dearmoring, um, there's a, so there, there, there's, there's kind of two states that our cervix can be in, right? One is more of the fight or flight, which means there's a lot of armor. There might be pain during sex when it's really deep. You might find yourself like clenching a lot mm -hmm. and just kind of having that like anxiety overwhelm state. Mm -hmm. And then, and then other, other women may find themselves in more of like a freeze state, which means there's like numbness or they, they feel kind of checked out of their body, disconnected from their pussy, definitely not really feeling their, their, their cervix. Mm -hmm. And I had a, a client that was, she, she did the cervical derman course. And, and in that she had this experience of, she would in, in sex and in her dearmoring practice, she would always come against this moment where it was like, you know, she was starting to feel more pleasure. Sensation was starting to build. And then all of a sudden she's like, it's like I would start doing the laundry in my mind <laughs> or I would like be in the to-do list or, or I would just go up to my head or I would like forget what I was doing and like leave my body totally and everything would go numb. Yeah. And everything would go numb. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'll, and so as we worked with it, what she discovered is that she was actually accessing an upper limit of her pleasure. Like every time she came up against this glass ceiling of pleasure, she would go numb, she would leave her body, she would go into her mind. And she thought it was trauma and this whole thing and she'd been working on it cognitively with a therapist for many years. But when she had this breakthrough, she was like, okay, I'm staying, you know, and she's just like, you know, with the power of her, like her, her energy, like stayed with the sensation, learned how to breathe with the sensation. The, the out loud breathing really helps with staying in your body. And so she stayed present with it and she opened and opened and opened. And she's like, I exploded into this space. And this is someone who'd had a hard time accessing any orgasm before. She's like, I exploded into this space. You know, the the oneness, the, the connection with the goddess and just like truly feeling expanded in this like, you know, the, the river beneath the river of life started mm -hmm. flowing. And, and, and she was like, it was pleasure. I always thought that if I didn't go numb, that it would be pain. And she's like, it was pleasure on the other side of that. Like it was actually through opening and feeling the sensation that she was able to access more. And, 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 and we often have these over li upper limits, mm -hmm. right? Like we, we have a, a glass ceiling around how much we can feel. Yeah, like it's too good. It's, it's too mm -hmm. good. It gets too good. It's it's like a thermostat. You know, the thermostat on the wall has like a, you know, a, if the if it gets too hot, then it'll the 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 cold air will just yeah. kick on. Mm -hmm. And we have that. We have that thermostat setting. Mm -hmm. And and so she broke through her thermostat setting and was like, oh my gosh, I I was so terrified of what was on the other side of that. And then it was ultimately the most incredible experience that she's ever had. Wow. Yeah. What a good story. It's so beautiful. I, I can relate. Like I, I've noticed that within myself. I've noticed like hitting points where it's so good that you sort of 
have that little, have a little switch. Like I've definitely noticed that in myself. And I think just recognizing it is like a first step of success, you know, and like noticing that I've got that and just being able to, and I usually breathe and I usually just try to stay present and breathe and then just relax and think, you know, there's no limit. Like it can all, it just can keep getting better. I have, I'll like actually be in my head sometimes and think a few things that guide me in the right direction to yes. stay present. Yes. The, the, there's a, there's a mantra that we can really hold. Like it, you know, our, we are the adult and our nervous system is like our inner child. And so when the nervous mm-hmm. system starts going like, Oh, it's not safe. Like it's it, it just like you would parent a child. It's like, no, we're safe. Mm-hmm. You know, and just that like loving, like put your hand on the child's shoulder, you know, or on its back and like hold it and like, no, we're safe here. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in that, like that can often create the, the space where ultimately pleasure and self-expression follow the experience of internal safety. So a big part of this is building that internal safety and trust. Like, do you trust your body enough to like allow yourself to lose control? Do you trust your partner enough to allow yourself to lose control? Because ultimately orgasm is a loss of control. I mean, this is why it's so mm-hmm. incredible is it's like this this doorway into truly being one with life. And and it it's it's a it's a connection to the the being held. You yeah. know, for me it's really a connection of feeling like I am truly held in life and every time it's like a remembering of that. Yeah. And I mean, you mentioned trust, you know, like trusting your partner is a huge thing. Like that takes time. And I know for me and Justin, you know, we've had to like really rebuild our trust when he went to rehab and, you know, we had things come up. Like we, we had to stay really conscious of it, you know, and like talk about it. And I mean, there, there were some things that were, that would happen every now and then. And I would say, this is, this is like, feels like the wrong direction for me. You know, like if we're rebuilding trust, this is what I need. And, you know, he was able to listen and we've been able to re really get into the best trust space we've ever been in. But, um, I guess I just want to call that out and recognize it because that takes time too. It takes time and, and, and it's okay. And the feminine, it's like the greatest gift that we can give our partner in building trust or, you know, in in thriving, either yeah. one, you know, whether we're like in a place of repair and building trust or we're in a place of like expansion and thriving. Mm-hmm. The greatest gift that the feminine can give the masculine is how it feels to us in any moment Mm -hmm. like they are that's the you know as we mentioned the tone right that the tone that the feminine is is emanating is her feeling and so to express that with our words Mm -hmm. is so important because often we think they can read our mind and they're just (laughs) waiting to hear us actually say how we feel and and when we can do that in a way that you know it sounds like you did in in such a Mm -hmm. um the way that, that, that we ask really matters. Like I, I have a client who was, was like, I was, I was working with them as a, as a couple and, 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 uh, you know, and, and she said that, you know, yeah, when, when you do this thing, I, you know, I, I just, I feel my body contract and I don't feel safe. And, and I was like, did you hear that to, to him, you know, to her, to her husband? And he's like, yeah, I had no idea. And she's like, I've tried to tell you that, you know, in, in 10 different ways. 
and and he never heard it and 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 I was like well how did you how did you tell him and she's like oh I was telling him what to do and I was um I was coaching him and I was telling him that he was wrong and she's like we realize that the distinction and the difference is actually revealing the tenderness and vulnerable place inside and when mm -hmm. the feminine can really stand in that he has something to respond to he has something he has a, a, a something that he can feel and connect with that he cares about that he can then adjust around right if, if we're just in there telling him what to do then he doesn't really have the um, the information of like the feeling of the feminine heart. And that's ultimately for a benevolent masculine man that that is the direction that he needs. Yeah. Is the how the feminine feels. Yeah. And for me, I don't know if this is true for a lot of people or for you, but for me, it's been kind of like a symbiotic thing. Like I've had to work on it all sort of at the same time because I had trouble voicing that. I've had trouble saying like how I really feel and knowing what I, it is I even want or feel. And so it's been like a simultane simultaneous sort of development of all these things, like the, the speaking it out and feeling comfortable with that and even understanding what it was and my own sexuality and getting in touch with that. So like, it was like all a process together. Sometimes it's, <laughs> it's like this messy multi-layered yeah, yeah, process yeah. and, and it can be messy. You know, when, when I, you know, when a woman, it's like when, it, some of this is about boundaries, right? And needs and boundaries. And oh, when, time, when a woman right? discovers her boundaries, often it, you know, it's it's like an electric fence. Like I always say, the spectrum of boundaries is is like a, um, you know, on one end they're they're collapsed, and you're kind of like a ripped screen door, you know, where it's like it's just anything can flow in and out. And on the other end, it's like an electric fence, you know, and it's like and anything comes up against mm -hmm. the boundary and it like attacks, you know, and shocks people. <laughs> and there's there's a place in the middle ultimately where there's a healthy immune filtration, where it's like a, a healthy filtration where there's like, you know, you watch one of those uh, water filters and it's like five stage filtration. It's like, it's like, it's just this easeful, natural practice that allows something to flow in or out. But as we're coming to that place, often there's uh, a lot of, there's a lot of practice to arrive yeah. there. So yeah. it, it can it can just be really messy when we're learning how to share our needs from our vulnerability without telling someone what to do or expecting that they even deliver. It's like actually just standing in like, hey, this is what I need and this is how this feels is incredibly vulnerable. Mm -hmm. and, and that's another one of these practices. And so to just have the, you know, the, the practice, like it sounds like yeah. you have and, 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 it, and, and just to understand that it's, it's going to be a little bit messy at first. Well, like just giving yourself permission to let it be messy, to, to know that it's a process. All those things are so important in any aspect in life, you know, and like, I just think anybody listening, like, it's okay. Just, just let it be. <laughs> whatever it is and at least for me too that's been important for me to understand that it's not check a box and it's done because I'm so much like that like I want to cross it off a list and understand it and stuff and it's just a practice that uh, is going to converge with other things over time and surprise you probably and uh, it might not make a ton of sense at yeah. first 
you know, why am I having trouble voicing that? Oh, I did this other work and now I suddenly can, you know, it's, it's, it's really, and that's, you know, I love that. I love that you said, I did this other work and now that I can, you know, often when all of the work that I do and my way in with everything is embodiment. Mm -hmm. So it's through centrally embodied movement or it's through pussy practice or cervical dearmoring or through meditation and coming back into relationship with your body through movement or subtle body awareness. Mm -hmm. And it creates these exponential shifts that don't make sense to the mind because what's actually happening is you're bypassing the mind, which is the governor. Like the mind has all of the ideas of limitation of what you can do and what you can't do. And and when you shift something in your body and you move in a new way, as mm -hmm. my mentor used to say, he's like, move in a new way. And he would say that over and over again. And I was like, I don't know how to move in a new way. And then all of a sudden <laughs> I would let go mm -hmm. and I would move in a new way. And it's like something else would turn on in my body and then I would go out in life and suddenly the way that I spoke was different. The way that I held myself was different. The way that people were responding to me was different. Yeah. And it's like a new energy comes online, a new, you know, it's, it's a new, a new something in your posture or mm -hmm. in the way that you're holding yourself or what's available in movement or, you know, directly through your orgasm. My orgasm has been another one of my most incredible teachers and something will come online in that, like an ability to uh, not push for climax and actually just surrender and allow the opening will will come in orgasm. And then all of a sudden, I feel less need to control in life. <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. And so there's these, it, there's mm -hmm. these ways that it direct, what you do in your body is like the, the micro circuit board for life. Yeah. Does it, does it frustrate you a little bit when, I don't know how to phrase this exactly right, but I feel like in the spiritual community, there's so much emphasis, a lot of times anyway, on getting outside your body, you know, and like, you know, that what you're saying is such a paradox because it's like getting in touch with God in our spirituality is actually achieved when we're more in our body and through this embodiment that you're talking about. I, I love this. <laughs> so a fun frame that, that I have for this is like, so transcendence is the the old kind of masculine discipline monk on a hill you know right. meditating with god like ultimately leaving your body to achieve non-duality right mm -hmm. like that that right. is a path that is absolutely a spiritual path and the other spiritual path is finding god in every cell like finding God inside of the body. Mm -hmm. And it's actually that, you know, the, 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 the kind of more masculine path is the ascending. It's like an ascending current of energy in Taoist philosophy. And, and the feminine path is the descending current. And we need both. But the descending current is coming back into the body. Well, I mean, to it seems like occupy. we've got the bodies. So, I mean, like, you know, okay. here we're in it. <laughs> like, so, I mean, you know. It's we we like... probably stood in line for a long time to, yeah. to have a body, yeah, right? right? Like, this is a privilege. And, yeah. and so to really appreciate and honor and be in the mess and it doesn't have to be so, you know, clean and, and organized all the time. Like, yeah. sometimes it's actually just this, like, messy, yummy unfolding. What do you think about all that pleasure that's, all, like, in there 
that we can have? Like, is that like, like, what's the, the point? How were we created with that? Like, what do you think? Like, is it just a divine gift? Am I making myself clear? Like, no, I, yeah, yeah. I I like, I love it. It's like, it's like, why? What's your theory behind that? Yeah. Like, like, why do we have that? Why do we have Yeah. I mean, like. I, I, you know, what I mean, this, this is, it gets into like kind of my, my spiritual beliefs. My, my spiritual belief uh-huh. is, is that we <laughs> chose to incarnate in this life so that we could experience ourselves. Like we came from oneness. Mm-hmm. There's no other, like there's no separation. There's no sovereign body, sovereign body. Like we came here to experience separation like Mm -hmm. we came here to experience that but then to also remember the other place in this place Mm -hmm. and and so pleasure sensation I mean some people say the same ask the same question about like why do we have pain and and I really feel like we are here to experience like we are here for experience of everything we are here to experience it all I mean if you look at what human beings are doing in all of the you know craziness that mm-hmm. it is to be human it's like clearly we are here to experience the full range <laughs> uh, and and so if we can embrace that as like well i'm here to experience the full range then we can come back to well then all of you is welcome here yeah and and truly allow these you know aspects of our humanity that we love that are the you know the pleasure and the beauty but also allow the darker you know messy shadow places that also just want to be seen Mm -hmm. and and held and experienced and like maybe it's all just reality experiencing itself and it's not so personal you know and it's like good yeah it's 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 just reality experiencing itself through us Mm -hmm. and the 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 less personal it can become the more we can just be free to touch our whole range of existence Mm -hmm. love it Yes. Yes. Have you listened to Conversations with God? No. I've... Oh, it's good. It's so good. But it's so much about exactly what you're saying. Mm. It's excellent. Um, you make me happy to have a pussy. You make me happy. You make me feel like, yeah, you know, like we have all this complexity inside of us. And uh, what, a, what a gift. What a I blessing. mean, I think be, having a pussy is like winning the lottery. <laughs> I mean, it, it's truly like we, I, I believe that we won. Yeah. We in, like it's, it's like what an incredible <laughs> what an incredible portal and when and when that that can be our relationship with 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 it like this is this is an incredible portal to yeah. i mean every part of our body yeah is, totally is a totally and this is just one that often has a lot of undoing to do because it's considered so taboo and so forbidden and it's actually been demonized by religion and then commodified by media yeah. So the pussy just has such so much energy around it that can be alchemized. Yeah. And ultimately, like... I mean, it's hard to understand. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. <laughs> I mean, this is the place where yeah. life comes from. Yeah. I mean, it's truly such an incredible exploration. And that's why, like, I'm like, your pussy is your guru. You know, like, your pussy is your teacher. You know, and that is some, uh, something that I've held, like, so fully. It's like, my my pussy has taught me things that no one that that kind of gnosis you know the Mm -hmm. lived spiritual wisdom that you don't know in your head but that you know from your body Mm -hmm. and that is 
how you walk around and, and, and live a thriving life. Beautiful. Who are some people that you really look up to in this, you know, in this world? Mm. You know, I, I, or that I guess, inspire you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what's actually coming is there's a, there's a woman I'm very inspired by anyone who takes whatever conditioning they had growing up and decides that ends with me. Like I believe that we have all of the resources that we need to end programming and conditioning that no longer serves. Mm -hmm. And when someone chooses to do that and they don't carry on these epigenetic lines that just play out of, you know, a per- victimization and perpetration or, you know, yeah. these different ways that humanity is is in distortion and we choose to end that karmic line with ourselves. Like yeah. that that really inspires me. And there's there's a woman in, in one of my programs that as she was pregnant, she was going through and she's like, my, she reconnected with, what she erotic innocence is what was is her way of describing it and she's like i always thought that um you know was catholic and and thought that you know eroticism and sexuality is just like something that's like dirty and should be kind of you know kept to the side and and she's like and i don't want to pass that on to my baby so i am here to make sure that i don't do that and i'm just like so inspired by someone who in whatever little way they are in life is willing to do that, is willing to, to actually say, this ends with me. And the, the repression, and I mean, she was also someone who didn't speak her needs or, mm-hmm. you know, like it, express herself. And it was always this kind of cage that she felt. Wow. And, and she's like, I opened the cage door and, and let myself out of it. And she's like, and I know now that my child is going to be born into a different lineage because of that. And it's like she changed her family line. And I think we all have the power to do that. Yeah. And so I'm always watching for people who are in that practice because that is what's most inspiring to me. It's so easy to just blame our parents or you know blame the world mm-hmm. for whatever we don't like and whatever hand stay, we're dealt and- exactly mm-hmm. and just stay in that place and i love i love the revolutionaries i love those who liberate the energy in and the karma in their family line mm-hmm. beautiful are there any um books that you really recommend that people might that you might turn people onto Yes. Let's see. I, I love, um, I mean, for, for women, I really, you know, the, the old school Alison Armstrong Queens code. I think, I think her, I haven't read it, but it's kind of hard to find. Um, I have looked for it and it was a little bit hard to find. Yeah. yeah. I I love, I love that. I need to read that. You Mm -hmm. know, Fem- for for women that are really like embodying their mm-hmm. uh, their their feminine power, another one that I I just think is incredible is uh, Mama Gina and Pussy. Mm-hmm. You know the reclamation, the, the reclamation mm-hmm. of like your pussy. Yeah. I just think that's like she. I wondered if you were going to recommend she did, that. Yeah, yeah. that mm-hmm. that's that's definitely one that was really 
inspiring mm-hmm. for me on on my journey. I bet. And and then I also um, this is kind of a, a simple one that you might not imagine, but I really love uh, the Four Agreements. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As just like for me, sometimes coming back to, I think there's a lot of information that really takes us into these very complex topics and very cerebral we can just get you know fascinated by all these ideas Mm -hmm. and sometimes coming back to the very simple foundational ways of living a good life are are so inspiring yeah that's where it's at right like we don't have to make mm -hmm. it so complicated yeah Yeah. i get tired of complicated sometimes and just need you know some simple stuff back to the simple yes well as we wrap up i want to just thank you so much for your time and this was incredible is there anything that you that we didn't get to today that you really wanted to talk about or anything even that you just want to say in closing? Hmm. Yeah, take your we time. We covered so much ground. We did. Like we oh, it's fantastic. A lot of fantastic. Um, you know, one thing I want to I want to say is that anytime it's never too late to start. You know, there, that's my I, motto. I think that there's, <laughs> you know, I love that you said that, you, you know, you're 50 and you're, and you're working on this, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm 36 and I'm working on this. I started very young, but so many women that I work with are in their forties and fifties and even sixties. And I've seen women in their seventies and eighties and, you know, I coming love back that. into connection mm-hmm. with their pleasure and with their potency and with their feminine. And, and again, like taking on this, uh, this line that we closed with of this ends with me. Like if everyone stops for a moment and tunes in and sees like, what is something that I was passed? What's a card that I was dealt that I don't want to pass on in this life? Like that I don't want to bring back in the next life that I don't want to pass on to my children, to the people that I love in my life. Like, what is it that ends with me? And it's never too late yeah. to actually let, just let that go and, and begin the practice of what life is without that. And so I, I think that's really something that, you know, there, there can be this way that I've noticed in myself where it, I can I can tend to have a lot of perfection perfectionism, you know. Yeah, I can relate. <laughs> this 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 idea that like if it's not already there, it's not already perfect. Then you know, perfectionism breeds pun- self punishment, mm-hmm. and self punishment is the enemy of change. I mean, like there, change actually does not happen until love is present, and when love is present, then alchemy can happen, and the energy can actually shift and transmute Mm -hmm. but there there's no there's no uh alchemy inside of punishment and so there's a there's really an opportunity to look at wherever we are in life and just know that now is the time i love that and you know just to that real quick i mean like these women are obviously post-menopausal right so i mean that so that doesn't, I don't know enough about it. And I know it's approaching at some point, I guess, but like, so that's encouraging to hear. I just wanted to point that out really quick. Yes, absolutely. I mean, the energy, I mean, I've had women working with connecting with their cervix who don't have a cervix anymore. I was wondering about they're that, about hysterectomies and They're stuff. connecting with 
really? energy. That's so cool. I mean, you've seen like a phantom limb. Exactly. The studies with mirror neurons or someone still feels something in a phantom limb. Like it's wow. still actually energetically there. And, and these things are, you know, they're, they're coded and this is where kind of the work gets into a little more of a, a mystical, a mystical realm, but yeah. you know, the, the, the cervix is coded. Like it's, it, it's got, it's got a, um, code there. You mean codes, coded. there's codes, yes. like mm -hmm. there's, there's, there's an essence inside of it. Like if you just meditate with your cervix without doing any physical dearmoring, you can actually start to have an experience. Like people meditate on their third eye. Sure. Well, there's the same nerve endings that are in their third eye as their cervix. And oh. a lot of people don't know that. It's like I didn't another, know that. <laughs> another way of seeing. And you know, in ancient Egyptian uh, lineages, they did that. And so there, you know, there's there's these more mystical kind of practices mm -hmm. that are all only about energy. And so there's definitely ways that we can reconnect with with your cervix if you don't have it anymore, where you can reconnect with your pleasure if you're postmenopausal. I mean, all of this is is possible. All the ideas that have been passed down from some of the the more archaic medical industry that haven't really been updated. Yeah, there's a lot of files that could really serve to be updated yeah. and and we are just far more vast and have much more potential than what we have been told hell yeah hell yeah beautiful space to end on thank you so much let's tell everybody how they can find you what you've got to offer like how they can connect with you yes absolutely so I post a lot on social media, so you can find me on Instagram. I at, love your Instagram. It's really good. You. Yeah. Yeah. Holistic Sex Coach on Instagram, on mm -hmm. Facebook. We'll put all the links in, in the chat here. I'd love to hear from anyone. Like, go ahead and DM me if there's something that you receive from this or there's something you're curious about in your own practice. I, I love hearing. I just love hearing yes. what people are receiving. Me and, too. And how they're connecting with it. And I there's three way three programs that I have coming up mm -hmm. for the rest of this year. One is cervical dearmoring, which we talked about a lot. Mm -hmm. And that is called Sex Magic Cervix. I created this program in 2020. Mm -hmm. um, and it's it's receiving like an an upgrade right now. Cool. I'm, I'm like giving it like a it's it's a new upgraded version, so the the title may change, but that's going to be happening in the fall. Cool. So I'm going to be guiding a live container of women through the practice of cervical dearmoring and opening to the vastness of their orgasm. Wow. Yeah. So that's awesome. a fun one. Mm -hmm. And then I also have two kind of mini offerings coming up, and and one is for women who are in long term loving relationship who want to reactivate or reignite the erotic spark. Cool. So really to like come back into their, their erotic the witchy feminine, goddess. their witchy goddess. That you did, yes. Or, you, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and then I also have another program called uh, She's the One that's coming. That's another kind of very accessible mini course. And this is for women who are calling in their relationship, calling in their long-term partnership, calling in their king. And, and it's re we didn't talk about this much today, but one of the things that I'm really passionate about is becoming so fully and unapologetically yourself that it's so clear when someone is right for you and, and that, that it's, it's just obvious to you and it's obvious to them. And so that's really uh, what this course is about and cool. really embodying that emanation so fully that it's, 
it's just so clear. Oh, I love that. She's the one. That's a good title. I love it. So great. I encourage everyone to go follow you. And thank you so much. This was absolutely beautiful. You are absolutely beautiful. I'm so glad we got to have this conversation and in person too. But a joy, an absolute joy. So thank you for everything that you shared. And I encourage everyone to follow Jamie. Everything is in the show notes. Everything that she mentioned, I'm going to have links to. So you can reach out to her. You can find her really easily super easy. So thank you so much for being here today. What a cool way to end to that, that it's breaking these limits of these perceived or these stories, not even perceived, these stories that we've been told and we've adopted and we can just let go of those. So thank you so much for being here. I'm, I'm so excited to have these conversations and just to keep opening myself up and in turn, all of us. So thank you to our guest today, Jamie. Thank you to you for being here. Don't forget to do all the things. Please leave a review if this spoke to you. Please share it with a friend and and have these cool conversations around it because there's so much growth to be had there. So thank you. If you want to sign up for the newsletter too, amyedwards.info. I love you so much and just so excited to keep growing with you every every single episode, every single day, every single practice that we have. So uh, go do your practices. Don't be disciplined about it. Just just lean in. Just practice. I'm, I'm feeling like super inspired. I got to go do it this afternoon. I'm not kidding. So I love you so much. Till next time. Beautiful. Thank you. This has been the Amy Edwards Show from Overcome Studios. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. And thank you so much for being here. Sign up for our newsletter at amyedwards.com.